0: Radio Network. And now chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Wait, adult use cannabis legalization laws could help inspire Americans to lose weight? <laughs> That's what a new study says. <laughs> Don't mind me, (laughs) I am on a diet. (laughs) So the researchers were surprised by this. They thought that by legalizing marijuana that the obesity rates would go up because of the, you know, the way over the years that you would get the munchies. And that was, you know, you'd smoke pot and then you'd consume snacks and you would gain weight. Well, uh, according to this adults, <laughs> not true, huh? The exact opposite was true. The average obesity rate in Washington, where they did this study, uh, since, uh, 2015, uh, when they legalized weed has, uh, only climbed modestly. So the average obesity rate continued growing steadily higher during the same time frame in the rest of the United States. So I gotta tell you <sighs> This is a pretty good diet plan. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. If you live in Alaska, head to the beaches because Yetis, the coolers, the Yeti coolers, are washing up on shore. (laughs) So just grab them while they come. No problem. So apparently dozens of expensive Yeti coolers are washing up on shore after a cargo ship spilled 109 containers of them near Washington's Olympic Peninsula. And they did, the spill was last year. So they are starting to wash up on shore now and they're in great shape. I mean, it's a great marketing campaign for Yeti. I mean, hello. Did they do this on purpose? I don't know. Cause it's a great advertising campaign. So it's amazing. Um, One greedy collector, they say, I grabbed 20 of them. So, if I'm on the beach, I take as many as I can. Right? Yeah, no problem. Uh, You know, some of those Yeti coolers are, you know, a little steep in price. That's all I'm saying. So, the people are posting pictures of themselves uh, with their Yeti cooler that washed up on shore. And it's all those. Those are hundreds of dollars. And for free, as they wash up on shore? Yeah, I'm all about it. And if you have more than one, good for you. Wait a bit, who's a good little Yeti cooler collector? You are so head out. There's still time, as of right now, there's plenty of Yeti coolers yet to wash up on shore. So you can get there and pick up uh, one or two, or how many ever are washing up on shore. Just be nice, don't get into any fights over a Yeti cooler. I don't want to see any. I don't want to see any TikTok video of people fighting on the Alaska, on the Alaskan coast over a Yeti cooler, okay? Share. Yeah, that's right. Share. <laughs> and you know what else is washing up on shore? This is kind of actually sad. Uh, rescue efforts are underway now after 230 pilot whales have washed up on the western coast of Tasmania. Half of them are estimated to still be alive. So the mass stranding just come a few days after 14 sperm whales were found beached on an island off Tasmanian's coast. And exactly two years after one of the largest mass strandings, 470 pilot whales also found on Tasmanian shores. Do we know why? No. And scientists are still struggling with that. We don't know why this is happening. But it's in the pretty close to the same place, and the same whale species, so there's some kind of shared environmental cause. I mean, maybe they're just tired of living. Look, <laughs> We're pilot whales, and we've had enough. So we're just gonna beach ourselves and be dead. Don't try to save me. Don't try to don't try to make me feel better. Just leave me alone, okay? I don't. I don't need. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we talked yesterday a little bit about, uh, airlines and, uh, satisfaction with airlines, but I hadn't talked so much about, uh, haven't thought about, uh, airports as of late and JD power, the just released the 2022 North American airport satisfaction study. And it shows that uh, overall satisfaction is down at 25 points on a 1000 point scale from the 2021 score. Who was the worst international airport among the mega airports? Newark Liberty International Airport. I will say, uh, you know, they've done a lot of construction here at DFW, but, uh, you know, it's not bad, but the different air sides is kind of agonizing. I just, you know, the overall satisfaction score of North American airports was seven, 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 triple sevens, baby. You know, we talked about uh, how the passenger rate is uh, picking back up. They're almost pre-pandemic levels and people are becoming frustrated because there's fewer flights and which means uh, more crowded terminals, limited food and beverage options. And they're all, you know, once you get past uh, out there on air side, huh, it's almost as if they're price gouging. But no, that's just, that wouldn't be price gouging because the state governments would look into that. So it's just raising the price because you're trapped and have to pay more. Huh. So between uh, pent-up demand for air travel and labor shortage and rising prices and uh, everything is going crazy, people are a little unhappy. (laughs) People are a little unhappy. So who were the top international airports? Uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport, 800. San Francisco International Airport scored a 796. Uh, Detroit Metropolitan Wayne County Airport scored a 791. John F. Kennedy International Airport scored a 791. Ooh, they tied with Detroit. And Harry Reid International Airport. That should be at the bottom just because it's named Harry Reid. But, you know, I digress. Uh, Like I said, Newark was, uh, was at the bottom, the uh, bottom five, Toronto, uh, Boston, LAX, Chicago O'Hare, and then Newark Liberty. I I tell you, I've been to Newark uh, a couple of times and it's just agonizing. That one time I went to Newark, the trains were down. There was one train running and uh, the lady said, you know, it's the next terminal over and it was in the middle of the summer, and so I decided to walk. That was a mistake. Uh, the, the terminal, the next terminal over is still 18,000 miles away. And in the heat, it was just that was a mistake. <laughs> that was a bad mistake on my part. So among the large airports, uh, those with 10 million to 32.9 million passengers per year Tampa International Airport, ranked highest for customer satisfaction, scored 846 out of a thousand. And TIA, Tampa International Airport, a great airport. And one of the things that makes Tampa really good, in my view, my humble view, is that you can go onto the property without being charged. Amazing. You can't you can barely drive past DFW without having them ding money out of your account. You can't drop someone off without paying to get on the property. At, in, at least in, at TIA, you can drive in, drop somebody off, and drive out. And you know, you're not, you're not, it's not costing you any money. If you, you can drive in and park, and if you're under 20 minutes, maybe it's 30. I don't know what the time frame was. At least one point it was. Uh, then it's still free because you're going to pick somebody up. You pick them up. You get out of there. You're not holding anything up. If you wait longer than I think it was 30 minutes, and that still might be the case. I'm not sure. Uh, then you know. Then you're getting charged. But the idea, or and you pull in and you pick someone else up. You pick someone up without parking. You just drive through the the pickup. You know uh, baggage claim. Pick someone up and get out, not costing you any money. I love that. Plus, when you get into Tampa International, you go in and that's where you're at. At Dallas Fort Worth, and I know it's a larger airport. I got it. And you know, the different air size, different sizes. You can take the you can take the monorail and the trains will take you to the other terminals, Jeff. You can still get on there, yeah, but you can't get on the property without paying. That just drives me insane. Uh, just insane. Hollywood Burbank Airport in California was the bottom of the list of the median airports for traveler satisfaction. And I was beating up on DFW. They're like seventh in uh, the satisfaction study. So they came in with a, like a seven. What was that? A seven. 78. And I see where Dallas Love Field uh, was third in those uh, median airports and dallas left field is just like tampa international while i'm not you know uh, the one thing is you can get in and out without having to actually pay to get on the property huh there must be something to that all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately <laughs> Hey, you know, the other day I talked about the uh, military bunkers up in South Dakota in the Black Hills, and I was fascinated by them. We talked about it here on Chewing the Fat. I talked to the executive director and operations manager, uh, Dante Vecino, uh, today on Pat Gray Overtime. Uh, Pat's been on vacation, so I've been doing his show every day, Uh, Pat Pat Gray Unleashed. And he uh, does an overtime behind the paywall on Blaze TV. So if you are a Blaze subscriber or you want to be become a Blaze subscriber, you can go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and subscribe. That helps keep this show free. But I talked to uh, Dante about the company and the bunkers and an uh, all-encompassing interview with Dante. Really fascinating. Uh, he's a really nice guy. So uh, blaze slash Jeffy. And you can always follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is JeffFisherRadio. You can uh, request a cameo at JeffyJFR. I'm happy to do a cameo for you. Good, be nice, or be mean. I'm all for it. Just uh, book me through cameo at JeffyJFR. Uh, you can follow me. Uh, you can do follow my YouTube channel, Doing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can always email the show, Chewingthefatattheblaze.com the Fat at Congratulations, I guess, are in order to Jimmy Kimmel. Well, I mean, congratulations are in order. I don't know that I care that much, but congratulations to Jimmy Kimmel who signed a new three year deal with ABC. I guess uh, ending speculation over his late night future. Yeah, I was really concerned about what would Jimmy Kimmel do. I'm sure he was, although. But I know I he told uh, he told Howard Stern in the interview he was debating whether to stick or twist. Were you, Jimmy? Were you? Well, uh, apparently now the New Deal keeps him uh, on uh, ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live through the 23rd season. January, this January coming up, we're in September, this January 2023, marks his 20th anniversary of the show. Oh my gosh. 20th anniversary of Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Congratulations, that's what I said. So the deal means that he's going to surpass Jay Leno, who hosted the NBC's Tonight Show for 22 years. Kimmel still has a few years to catch up to Conan O'Brien, who spent 28 years in late night. Johnny Carson hosted the Tonight Show for 30 years, and David Letterman did it for 33 years. So, like I said, uh, congratulations uh, to Jimmy Kimmel. I know that he just received his 12th consecutive Emmy nomination. And yeah, congratulations to to Jimmy for that. There's so much competition out there. Uh, so I know he's looking forward to another great three years on Jimmy Kimmel live. Drew Barrymore, my girl, you know, her, you love her. Uh, she admitted during one of her shows that she could go without sex for years. Oh, okay. And really anyone can. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, let's be clear about that. Anyone can. It's a matter of whether you want to or not. I guess she was talking to Ross Matthews on the show and they were discussing uh, Andrew Garfield's ability to remain celibate for half a year in order to prepare for a role. Matthews joked about abstaining for sex by referencing a dry spell he had in high school, but Barrymore said uh, six months uh, doesn't seem like very long. Wait, what? Yeah, it doesn't seem like very long. Ross was joking around and said, Whoa, uh, I guess I buried the lead here. That's the headline. Drew can go six months, no big deal. And Barry Moore said, Pff, Years. <laughs> so I, you know, okay, uh, no problem. I understand, Drew. You know, the current uh, state of your sex life is uh, is nobody. I hope that's what you want it to be. Uh, I know Drew is, you know, got her talk show. I thought that she was going to be a front runner for, uh, you know, that, uh, that Ellen slot, but they gave it to what's her face. Kelly Clarkson is the new queen. So Drew, you know, has a great show and I'm sure she's doing just fine. Uh, the Drew Barrymore show. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that she's having, uh, unless she's doing it on purpose, uh, you know, doing without a sex life. That's a little surprising, but she's, that means if she can go years, uh, it's a good joke. Um, if it's not a joke, okay, baby, uh, no problem. I hope it's uh, you know you're doing it for your inner self uh, instead of just a dry spell. <laughs> hey, did you? Uh, I this story has been in my stack for a couple of days now, and uh, the guy just got fired, and I think the girl is gone now too. I think they're both off the show, off the network. They've both been fired, and I don't want anyone to get fired ever. That's uh, just—I just don't. I don't it's a—it's a bad thing. I, I, I've been fired before. I don't like it. It's not fun. I don't want other people to be fired. But the Missouri radio host uh, apparently went off on his co-host, and uh, you know, he—he's a douche for going after her like he did, and uh, calling her a bad mother, and saying that uh, you know he felt sorry for her kids, and called her fat. But this was during a commercial break, all right? So this is kind of a good rule of thumb, another good rule, a rule of fat. Uh, you know, when we talk about just because someone sticks a microphone in your face doesn't mean you have to speak. But when you're in a room full of microphones, I would just assume that you're being recorded, okay? Uh, we talked about uh, just assume that you're on film wherever you go. Uh, I would assume that if you're in a radio studio where there are more than one microphone, uh, multiple microphones, uh, just assume that you're being recorded is probably a pretty good bet because this was off the air. And yet, we have a recording of it. Yes, the leaked audio, they talked about it, went to the St. Louis newspaper, and they published it, and now he uh, was off, and I guess the report now is that he's been fired. She, Crystal Cooper, has not been on the show. I don't know if she's fired or not. I don't know if she just can't do it anymore, or if she's going to come back and work on another show with another host. I don't know. This Vic Faust, I don't know. I I never listened to the show. Uh, But he was pretty abusive uh, off the air. And I mean, you can't expect to be working with people, uh, like that. If you're going to be treated like that for real in real life. And this was real life. This was off the air. Uh, and it all stemmed from joking around on the air. So apparently she was giving him a hard time about having a hard time with the computer on the air and he got pissed. He got all butt hurt about it. And then they went into the break and the break is like five minutes long and he is just berating her. They're fighting back and forth and she's standing up for herself saying, come on, you know, I know the one reporter, all she could say was, wow, wow. Well, that was at the end she, during the, you know, during the whole other time, she's saying, no, I wasn't, I, I was just joking around. I was, and, uh, somebody else that's part of the show was joking around too. And, uh, the radio host was like, no, he wasn't. And she was like, yes, he was. That's why I went in. And so he's just, uh, he was just butthurt that his computer, uh, didn't work and they called him out. And then he got, you know, he's a star. Uh, he's a star. So, um, he was berating her for the entire break, and just to give you an idea of what it was like, uh, this is the uh, the audio, the leaked audio from uh, 100.7 Cohos, and uh, you know, there he is definitely gone now for sure, and you know, rightfully so. I, like I said, I don't want to get anybody fired, but you can't be. Come on now, that's treating people like that in real life and calling them a terrible mom. <laughs> Uh, you know, fat and stupid and nasty. Who hasn't been called that on the air? <laughs> but off the air, no. Listen, you're a <laughs> fat, <laughs> and nasty, <laughs> and you don't <laughs> bring up on air when you're I call your f- back. You're a <laughs> fat. I don't care if you're here be or not be like that, guys. Come on, man. Seriously, that's his co-host. Don't be yesterday. like that. But you, you called me right? stupid for the because second time today. Because who up the stupid subject? You. A called, a stupid you subject. were making fun of me because I was dealing with the computer. Chris was too. It wasn't just me. No, no, Chris wasn't. was. Yes, he said. Oh he my God, it's gonna be here anything. in three weeks. He didn't say anything on air. Yes, he did. Go back and you listen. He was history, laughing when I did it. Air, so I don't. You have a history of don't, attacking don't, me don't, on air. Oh my God! You have a history of attacking me on air. Are you kidding? You and your uh, fat uh, looking at really? Don't come back. Really? You start me You're not my boss. I come and I'll call you a every day. Okay self-righteous and every day that you come in this studio, I will call you what you are oh. okay dude, calm down and this goes on for another four minutes <laughs> another four minutes and when they get, what, 20 seconds away from break the one producer goes we got 20 seconds <laughs> and it's not funny and I'm laughing, but it's not funny <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, all right, it's kind of funny, but it's off the air, all right, so now they're in trouble for stuff that happened off the air, and he should be in trouble, at least with management, for treating co-workers and or, you know, other employees in the building that way, there's no reason for that, uh, for, at any time, but, you know, just remember, uh, when someone puts a microphone in your face, you don't have to speak, Always assume you're being filmed. And if you're in a room with multiple microphones, just kind of figure to yourself, you know what? I'm probably being recorded. All right, a few headlines to uh, get you through the day. Uh, Rockstar Games said hackers broke into its system and leaked footage of its next Grand Theft Auto video game. The alleged culprit is also taking credit for last week's Uber hack. Rockstar Games said it's disappointed, but doesn't expect any long-term disruptions. (laughs) Okay, no word on when uh, you'll be able to hit play on that new Grand Theft Auto video game either. Twitch is banning some gambling streams. Uh, gambling, uh, especially digital slots, is one of the most popular streaming categories on Twitch, but folding under pressure from popular streamers uh, who threaten to boycott like a Pokemon. Uh, Twitch announced that creators can no longer stream themselves gambling on sites that aren't licensed in the U.S. or other jurisdictions with sufficient consumer protections. That includes sites such as Stake, Rollbit, rubet and dual bits but the ban won't affect any platforms for sports betting fantasy sports or poker youtube has announced a new revenue sharing model for short form content the shorts creators will receive 45 percent of the ad revenue that's I'm gonna have to look into that <laughs> so if you're you know thinking about doing some youtube shorts they've uh They've updated the new revenue sharing program. So 45% of ad revenue, that's not too bad. What else do we have? Oh, we have a new speech recognition platform called Whisper. OpenAI releases Whisper, the uh, speech recognition platform trained on more than 680,000 hours of multilingual input uh for free and open source use by developers and researchers so shouldn't be any problem with that right having uh you know computers <laughs> uh you know learning how to speak even better <laughs> now there's plenty of uh organizations that have developed you know capable speech recognition systems which, uh, you know, is at the core of, uh, you know, Google and Amazon and Meta. But apparently what makes Whisper different is it was trained on those almost 700,000 hours of multilingual and multitask data. And so they believe that this has improved the recognition of unique accents, background noise, and, you know, technical jargon. So we'll see what happens. I know that, uh, you know, there's the other, the other groups that focused on commercial efforts like the, uh, DALI two and GPT three. And so they're looking for, you know, research threads and doing that. I know what the problem is, is that they have an issue recognizing some speech. And so they tried to make it out like it was racist because the program is, I'm sorry racist, I mean biased, because uh, the study from Stanford said that the systems from Amazon, Apple, Google, IBM, Microsoft made far fewer errors, which was about 19% at the time, with users who are white than with users who are black. Okay. I mean, you can read whatever you want into that. But that means that with open AI and whisper, hopefully some of that will go away, right? Right. We know now that uh, the chemical scent that attracts mosquitoes to human skin has been identified. A new study pinpoints the mixture as carbon dioxide, lactic acid, and a molecule involved in energy conversion known as ketoglutaric, I'm sorry, ketoglutaric acid. (laughs) So, I mean, if you've got carbon dioxide, lactic acid, and uh, ketoglutaric acid, you're bringing on the mosquitoes. So get away from me, okay? I mean, hopefully that will mean for better, you know, anti-mosquito spray, but you just never, never know, do you? Uh, TikTok is banning some stuff too. TikTok is banning all political campaign fundraising from its platform. They are, uh, starting by shutting down both advertising and monetization features for politicians' accounts. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, if you're a politician, Yeah. You can't advertise and there's no monetization. So, uh, am I able to say that I'm a politician? That's kind of weird. Uh, maybe we just cut them all off altogether. Ray right? TikTok, what do you think? Yeah, if it's if not a uh, China thing, then just get rid of it. What do you say? Uh, Taco Bell planning to start testing a plant-best made with beyond meat at uh, Ohio restaurants in October. That's great. Beyond Meat still trying to make a difference. They failed at McDonald's. They're being sued. Uh, they, You know, the things are not looking great right now at Beyond Meat, but they're still trying to make uh, headway and make us go without real meat. So good luck. Have fun. Uh, you know, if it tastes fine, then I guess okay. But, uh, you know, for now, I'm going to stick with real meat. And a bummer headline. Uh, Google. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) None of the other headlines were bummers. Uh, Google co-founder Larry Page is shutting down his flying car company. What? Yes. Kitty Hawk uh, is shutting down. Larry Page is not going to be doing the flying car company anymore. He claimed we're still working on details of what's next. But we just can't seem to pull it off. They said at one point that uh, they had it ready to go three or four years ago. It could hold one person, fly up to 20 miles. Uh, models would take to the skies within five years. That was in 2018. Yeah, that's right, three four years ago. 2018. They said within five years we'll have models. Uh, we'll have models out there. And they, man, they partnered with Boeing to get this up and running. But uh, now, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and shut down the old flyer program. Yeah, we're going to go to electric aircraft uh, and we're going to not do the flying cars. Oh, okay. So, all right. Good deal. That's kind of a bummer. I want flying cars. Now, I don't know how they're going to do it. See, that's part of the problem, too, is the implementation. I mean, we all think of getting in a car and flying around, but with all the traffic and in the cities, there's going to have to be some kind of rules and regulations. My belief is that the, you'll be able to fly your cars outside of the cities. Inside certain cities, you're not going to be able to fly. You're going to have to drive or walk. <laughs> but if you want to fly, you got to go. You know, Once you get past a certain point, uh city limit wise then you can uh you know they'll have an extra you know an extra piece of road that you pull off on you know you you spread out your wings you take off and that's where you can fly and you can fly you know 50 or 60 miles in one direction then you gotta land and get back on the highway and and then drive on the road that's just me but uh, you know what do i know Okay, we have another monkey attack uh, at the Taj Mahal. A monkey attack that leaves a Spanish tourist injured. Incidents of monkeys terrorizing, and attacking people have increased. Yeah, no kidding. We've talked about many of them here on Chewing the Fat. Uh, She was uh, just there uh, as part of a visiting crowd. And she was taking pictures at the Monument of Love where troops of monkeys roam freely, sustained injuries to her legs, given an emergency treatment. <laughs> she was giving emergency treatment by the officials of the Archaeological Survey of India before they took her to the hospital. But I mean, before you go to the hospital, you want officials of the Archaeological Survey of India people to take care of you first. <laughs> uh, they said I saw the woman crying. She was in pain. She was attacked by monkeys. One bit her leg. Uh, one bit or one side of her leg. The other bit the one leg. Now I guess the attacks have become commonplace now because uh, many Hindus revere the monkey god Hanuman, and they feed them regularly and which experts blame for their population boom in urban areas and subsequent behavioral changes. There are an estimated 50 million monkeys in India. B- maybe there are an estimated 50 million monkeys in India. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, it, seems like, uh, it seems like a lot. Uh, that's a big number. So they just had two other tourists that were bitten uh, the other day at the Taj Mahal. This lady was attacked. Uh, French tourists. Well, you know, it's tough to feel sorry for the French. Uh, I guess monkeys were stealing money and sunglasses and food. Yeah, Uh, they're they're doing anything They want monkeys. bad. we had the guy that was, you know, fighting the monkey the other day. And he's throwing a brick and sticking the monkey. And the monkey fought back. Monkeys are strong and big. They will attack you. That's why at all times, and I don't, you know, I'm not saying this is a good thing, but perhaps we should allow people to, you know, put them down. Just like we talked, we talked about the iguanas down in uh, Miami Beach. That's what they're doing in Miami Beach. Praise them, pat them on the back because they've decided, you know what? We just need to put a dead or alive sticker on it. We'll up the budget a little bit and we'll either, we're going to hire people to come in and put them down. Hey, little Iguana, where you at? And that's what maybe needs to happen to the monkeys. I don't know if you could ever make that happen in India. (laughs) With uh, 10 million of them. Is that what I said? Is that how many? I said 50 million. 10 million. 10 million. Nothing. 50 million monkeys in India. That seems like you're going to go ahead and need a lot of bullets. But then let's bring it back to the United States. Shall we? back in what state do you think i'm going to talk about yes florida so in miami beach we've got the iguanas and we're starting to put them down and trap them and put them down you know humanely of course and uh nothing says humanely like here little iguana (laughs) now move up the east coast a little bit farther toward jacksonville And you take it across the state they're saying from Jacksonville to Tampa so you're going across the state and uh, you know moving south or moving northwest uh, you know however you want to look at it Uh, there's a problem with herpes monkeys, invasive herpes monkey yeah you heard me (laughs) now they're becoming more frequent in Florida cities, oh, okay. Now apparently, uh, there's a big troop in the Silver Springs State Park. I guess it was a big tourist attraction back in the 30s, uh, the Jungle Cruise to have these herpy monkeys. But now they've just they're just out of control, and we need to do something about it. So the sightings are becoming more frequent. And people are getting a little scared. They're now being spotted in, uh, you know, St. John's and St. Augustine and Palatka, Willaka, Elkton, and as far as Apaca and Tampa. for These herpy monkeys. <laughs> so now they're saying at Silver Springs, the Silver Springs troop consists of about 300 monkeys. 25% of the population carries herpes B. Which, you know, while extremely rare in humans, and can cause brain damage or even death if not treated immediately. Oh, uh, okay. How about we put a little bounty on the old herpes monkeys in Florida? What do you say? I mean, we've already seen footage of these herpes monkeys, you know, diving from trees close to the boats. I mean, they want stuff. They want food. They want, or they're going to attack you. That's just the way it is. Florida Fish and Wildlife reported 23 incidents of human injuries between 1977 and 1984, which is nothing, right? I mean, that's uh, those (laughs) 23. If you're one of the 23, though, that isn't nothing, right? So I guess, uh, you know, the, and then now the numbers are going up. It doesn't look like they have any more new numbers of a uh, report. I'd like to take a look at some of the new numbers on, uh, oh, they haven't, as they said here, as a deep, deeper into the report, but we haven't kept records since we've stopped. Uh, how about we start again? How about we start again? Otherwise, we put a bounty on them, okay? And uh, that's just the way it is. It's Florida, and you just do it. You've already got a bounty on the iguanas down in Miami Beach, you put a bounty on the herpes monkeys and you just let people go out Here little herpy monkey Here little herpy monkey <laughs> Two down, just a few more to go And then I don't know what to do with them Do you bury them? Do you burn them? I, I'm not sure, you, you know what? You just put them in a pile and burn them I'm all for burning after death I see where California now uh, has a new way that you can be buried Oh, isn't that special? Now we've talked about the full-body burials at sea, which take place uh, off the coast of uh, California, and we've talked about different ways of what you do with your body after you die. Right? You can cremate it, but apparently, you know, we don't want to cremate anymore in California because that burns fossil fuels and emissions of carbon monoxide. But we don't want to do that. We can't keep the lights on. We're not going to be able to burn bodies at the cremation services. Sorry about that. So, uh, you know, we've got to find a new way. And uh, they, you know, burial grounds and, you know, property is pretty expensive. So it costs a lot to keep a grave. Uh, It's a good business to be in. uh, The old grave business. (laughs) The body at sea, you got to have a special, uh, you got to have a special casket and all that kind of, we've talked all about that, but now the new, tri- the new way in California is human composting. Uh, yay. Man, there's nothing I want more than my garden, uh, composted with grandma. Man. <laughs> I know it's fine. I guess is it going to lead to, you know, soil and green doubtful. Uh, you know, I guess it could. So I guess we're composting human remains because of, you know, uh, we want to be able to bring us back to Mother Earth. You know, it's more environmentally friendly with climate change, and sea level rise as very threats to our environment. This is an alternative method of final disposition that won't contribute emissions to our atmosphere. Really? Because I thought you had... Uh, have some kind of special box to be buried in. So according to this, and you can still do this, I guess, in Washington, Colorado, and Oregon, so why shouldn't California be on board? You place the body in a reusable container, surrounding it with wood chips, and aerating it to let microbes and bacteria grow. After about a month, the remains will decompose and be fully transformed into soil companies such as recompose in washington offer the service at natural organic reduction facility (laughs) so you didn't have to do it you don't have to take care of it they'll take care of it for you you've got grandma down at the recompose company it's a natural organic reproduction reduction i'm sorry organic reduction facility so you avoid burning fossil fuels you avoid, uh, you know, the emission of carbon monoxide and you're, doing, you're putting it in a reusable box. I hope that they clean it before they put grandma in it. And then you just wait, I guess, after unless the body decomposes and be fully transformed into soil. Do I get to keep the soil? Do I get to plant uh, my grandma's favorite bush with her dust in the ground? I hope that that law makes me do that in California because I don't want to send it back to the recompose company. That's a good, I mean, at least we're creating jobs there and, uh, you know, they're creating a natural organic reduction facility and you just hope that they're giving you back the soil of grandma and not somebody else's mom. Yeah, you like that bush. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, I got it from fast-growing trees. I know, and I used grandma's soil to put it in. Awesome, awesome. I know, I used the Recompose Company. (laughs) She was only gone for about a month, and I just brought her back and uh, put her out in the garden bed. Man, that's good stuff. (sighs) I think I just want to burn. I think I do. And I don't know that they allow any of you to do that anymore, but just put me on some wood and put it up burn me let me be gone have a nice day i don't want to be in some <laughs> i don't want to be in some natural organic reduction facility and i don't know that i want to be buried somewhere forever i don't know i don't does it doesn't matter i guess it does yeah i guess so and i don't know what the you know if every church is okay with this probably not. There's probably some religious, uh, factoids that don't want you to do this. So, you know what? Just do what you're gonna do, okay? You can be thrown out to sea, you can, you know, be cremated, you can be buried on your plot at, uh, whatever cemetery you want, or you can be part of the natural, organic reduction crowd, and go to recompose, and become dirt for your flowers or you can be burned I don't, I don't think I don't think they're gonna allow me to be burned. I mean maybe they will. I just uh, as I was talking I was looking up different ways to be buried and they have the flameless creation cremation so families are opting for flameless cremation or uh, alkaline hydrolysis a cremation of the body that uses water rather than flames because that's going on uh, it's probably not available everywhere. But it's a way to go. Open air cremation. This is what I think I want. That uh, puts you up on a... Uh, what do they call that? A, a pyre? Yeah. Uh, open air pyre. Uh, so it involves burning the body of the deceased on a funeral pyre outside. Yeah, like the Vikings did. That's what I want. I think that's what I want. I think that's why they have the green burial. Uh, and you could go to the body farm too. That's one of the things that you could do. You go to the body farm and then you can be used for science. Which is kind of good, uh, you know. I think that's kind of good too. I like that the green burial—that would be uh, probably uh, you know, biodegradable caskets. Put you in, you become the soil. You know, you're back to earth, uh, and that's what they're doing in California now, right? Uh, the ocean options are—I think they got to put you in a special casket, right? You got to get out there. Um, uh, what about a burning boat though? Burning boat is not permitted. Oh, hey, what's going on? Why can't I put, put myself in a little boat and burn it? What do you think? How about <laughs> You got to be able to do that somewhere, right? You got to be able to just put yourself in a little boat and push you out into the water and burn it, right? So, I think that's I think that's what I want to go. I don't know. I don't know the sky burials in Tibet. Oh, uh, sky burials when human corpses are taken to the mountaintop to be eaten by birds of prey. Well, I mean that's uh, reusable. That's uh, recycling right there. And there's a traditional practice in the central highlands of Madagascar that removes deceased relatives from the crypt every five to seven years. The tombs are often more expensive than houses due to the significance. So you gotta. You gotta buy a place that you just used for your tombs. I'll rent that tomb for you. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma wanted to be in a crypt, so I'll rent that one there to you for five years and then and then she's gotta go. <laughs>